Welcome back to the Make Account Podcast. I'm Marcus Meir, founder of Meir Group CPAs and the Total Control Accounting System. And I'm Tyler Warner, small business owner with a lot of accounting questions. All right, Tyler, today we're talking your favorite topic at yeah, cocktail parties. A lot part- of people's favorite topic. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> cocktail parties and uh, at the beach, uh, which is the S-Corp. So um, today we just want to kind of get into, uh, we're going to get to a high-level discussion of S-Corps and Try to give people some some high level concepts about what they are, but also want to kind of dispel some of the myths that are kind of going around. You and I were talking before the episode about um, this is like literally when I say it out loud, it sounds funny, but like people getting their advice from TikTok. Right. But like there's this just keep it to dance moves. Right. (laughs) If you want the latest dance moves, it's a safe place. Yeah, that's great. Counting advice. Maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I think the point I want to make is that, you know, there's this whole push in the, in my industry, the accounting kind of tax advisory industry of like commoditizing your services. Right. And, and I'm all for that to a certain extent, like packaging your services, I would say like we do a lot of that. We do a lot of value pricing. We do a lot of fixed rate packages, but with that, there's always nuanced. And so I think the, the thing I want to hit on today is with some of these people advising S corps, it's always a one size fits all. And if we haven't learned anything from listening to this podcast or talking to anybody in my industry is that there's never, there's hardly ever a one size fits all solution in the tax world. Because like, I don't know how often I say this, but it's a lot with clients. They ask me something. I say, well, it depends this, 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 and this, like that is so true of S corps. Um, and so if you're getting pitched on that, like, especially, I think a lot of this would go to like kind of younger crowd. Like I say, younger crowd millennials, I think, I'm a millennial, technically. Anyway, sure. there a lot of people are out you're there. You're a millennial if you say you're a millennial. That's right. That's right. Even with gray hair, <laughs> um, a lot of people are getting pitched on these S corps from a package perspective. Like it's like, I mean, it's an easy cost benefit. Like the package costs this, the savings is this, savings gotcha. outweigh the cost. So there's people, presumably, social media that they're they're just selling. Hey, I'll I can form an S corp. And that's tied into this savings Correct. and it's an all-inclusive yeah. like monthly right. deal. You're, yeah, I'll form your S-Corp. I'll do the tax return or just or just advising you on how to start one. It may not be worth it to you. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. So let's kind of get into what S-Corps are. Um, and then we'll kind of take a we'll take a look at why you need to probably go slow, talk to somebody. Yeah, buyer beware. Buyer beware. Yeah, don't just say I'm going to be an S corp. It's like anything else. It's like I told you earlier. I've gotten these uh, these letters in the mail. It's like come to come to the Holiday Inn for a talk on revocable trust. And I've had clients go to these, and literally they sell you like a ten step set up your revocable trust. It's like, well, hold on a second not all 10 of these make sense to the client, but it's like, no, these are the 10. And so that's what I want to convey to everybody is that it's nuanced and we're going to give you some of the nuances. Yeah. All right. So let's get into it. Okay. All right. S corps just, we talked about this, I forget what episode, but they're a pass through entity. And what that means is they're an entity that pay, that doesn't pay its own tax. But what happens is, so it's always good to give an example. Let's just say you're the sole owner of an S corporation and it makes or profits a hundred thousand dollars. The S corp doesn't pay tax on 100. What I say? A hundred dollars, hundred thousand, hundred thousand. The S corp doesn't pay tax on the hundred thousand. The underlying shareholders do. And since you're the wholly owned or the, the, the only, only, only shareholder, you would pay tax on that $100,000 on your personal tax return. So that's the first thing to kind of understand is that, okay, it's a flow through or pass through entity. Second thing I would say is an S corp, the reason why a lot of people pitch it 
is because it's a way to minimize and or get around the self-employment tax. All right, so let's take a step back a little bit about that. Self-employment tax. If you listen to our last episode, you heard us talk a lot about LLCs. One of the ways an LLC can be taxed is as a sole proprietorship. So you form an LLC. Tyler Warner, would you say Tyler's Tasty Tacos? Yeah. Let's keep that going. Okay. All right, Tyler's Tasty Tacos, you form an LLC. You don't elect to be taxed as anything differently. You're a sole proprietorship, okay? Sole proprietorships pay a payroll tax or self-employment tax on the, let's use that $100,000 example again. $100,000 profit, you pay a payroll tax on it, and you pay income tax. So it's like it taxes you like it's a wage. So if you work for anybody, you know they take Social Security and Medicare out of your check, they being the employer, and the employer also matches it. Well, when you're self-employed, you're paying both of those. It's roughly 15%, okay? So that's a sole proprietorship. Mm-hmm. When you form an S-corp, you take that- And that's s- on the federal level? Federal yeah. level, that's right. Okay. It's a federal payroll tax and then a federal income tax. So it's right. two layers of tax. So if you take that same 100,000, you're a sole proprietorship, you have those two levels of tax. Well, if you say, I wanna be an S-corp, which you can as a single member LLC, you can elect to be taxed as an S-corp. I don't wanna, once you, that 100,000 in an S-corp is not subject to self-employment tax. So right then and there, you should stop and go, well, dang, why would anybody not just do that? Why wouldn't you just take your 100 grand and be like, I'm not gonna earn that money as a sole proprietor and pay a $15,000 payroll tax. I'm gonna form an S-corp and pay none of that. Okay, so if you stop there, you think, it's kind of too good to be true, right? And it is. Okay, <laughs> okay so we stop there. We say, okay, well, what's, the, what's the, the, the catch? Well, the catch is when you form an S-corp, and I say form an S-corp, when you elect to be taxed as an S-corp, the government sends you a nice little letter, IRS, and it says, I forget the language verbatim, but it's to the effect of, let us remind you of the responsibility to pay your owner employees a reasonable wage. All right, so we stop there and say, well, what the heck is that? Mm-hmm. It means if you make a hundred grand net profit, and it's customary in your industry to pay whatever job you're doing as the owner, 75,000, that that's probably the wage you should be paying. And what that means is now you're back in the payroll tax game, right? That right. 70,000, 75, you have to withhold Social Security and Medicare on it and match it. So you didn't get out of that 15% tax on that portion. So. Right then and there, you can see how this could be like wrought with people just coming in and saying, well, don't be a sole proprietor. Just be an S-corp. You pay zero. But you've got to take a reasonable wage. And any CPA worth their salt is going to make you, not make you, but strongly advise you, hey, you've got to pay yourself something. Now, there's a game you can play a little bit and say, well, maybe I'll pay a little bit less than market and get over on them a little bit. I think everybody understands that concept. Mm-hmm. But it's not make 100000 and pay a zero salary. Right. And so that's one of the things, too, that's kind of going around is that, you know, really pay yourself a low salary, which in, in our world, we always we kind of talk about stuff. We say that's easy advice. Anybody can give you advice like that, but it's worth nothing, right? Because you've you got to take a reasonable salary. So let's kind of move this discussion forward. So, okay, you, I've convinced you now to be like, okay, I got to take a salary. Right. So you've already eaten into that perceived savings. Mm-hmm. With a salary comes W-2 and payroll tax returns, administration. So now we're adding the cost to it. So now it's like I've got to pay somebody, whether that's a payroll provider or a CPA or accounting firm, something, to file quarterly payroll tax returns, to withhold the money, to, pay the, to make the tax deposits timely. 
you can start to see how you're starting to get some administrative cost and administrative time. Right. Then you couple that with the fact that you're an S-Corp, you have to file a separate tax return. So if, you, if you're kind of thinking about sole proprietorship versus S-Corp kind of in a column, like uh, you see where you're buying services and they have all the, the tick, the mm-hmm. things ticked off of what this one has and this one doesn't. Right. Sole proprietorship, very simply, no wages paid to the owner. You, you can't. So no payroll taxes, assuming you're the only person in the business. No separate tax return. So already administratively, a lot simpler. Right. And then, then let's get to another layer of it. There's this thing called the QBI, Qualified Business Income Deduction. Okay. Let's, again, just kind of contrast that in a sole proprietorship world. So the 100000 you make it net, you don't pay yourself a salary. You get a 20, there's caveats to it, but there you get a $20,000 deduction. With the Trump tax cuts that came in a couple years ago, they just said, look, all these pass-through entities, including sole proprietorships, will give you a 20% deduction on your gross, your net income. So, so it's you, kind of like the family standard. Yeah. Deduct- yeah. So you basically say, yeah, what, what, that's exactly the way it works when it gets to your personal tax return. They say you made a hundred from a pastor entity. We're going to make you pay tax on 80. It's awesome. Okay. Let's bring the example forward. You're an S corp. Let's just say you're an S corp. They made a hundred and you pay yourself a reasonable salary of 75,000. So now the S corp didn't make a hundred it made 25,000. Your QBI is now 5,000. So you've missed a huge deduction, albeit in a world where you don't pay any as much payroll tax. Yeah, and then you had to pay to file two returns. Exactly. So this, I don't know how long we've been doing this podcast, but in five minutes, I can give you a clear example of why it depends. Right. So, and that's my point. And like, and you're seeing this a ton with people, these cookie cutter, one size fits all solutions, and they just don't. Another thing would be, so you, so let me back up a little bit. If you were to say, I'm going to make a hundred grand as a sole proprietor, 10 years ago, I'll say 10, four years ago, I might say you might be an S Corp. The cost, you know, the benefit outweigh the cost now with this QBI that's more and the ease of doing everything. I might stay a sole proprietorship, man. Save yourself the trouble. I've told clients that they're coming to me or like, I've heard I should be an S Corp. I'm like, what do you, what do you think you're going to make? $80,000? Not now. Not with the new law. But you can, you don't get that level of sure. knowledge when you're watching somebody in a three minute TikTok video or YouTube. Right. And I, yeah. you know, I keep going back to TikTok because <laughs> I don't even I'm not even yeah. on TikTok. But yeah, you got to listen to the accountants who are on podcasts. Exactly. <laughs> Wait. Wait, what? <laughs> so I mean, that's kind of just a quick synopsis of kind of dispelling the, those some of those myths or just like high level when you get pitched on something cookie cutter one size fits all seven steps all although i'm trying to do more of that in my business it always comes with advisory on the side of it when it doesn't come with advisory i think that's when you need to pause and say like how could they know my situation that this just fits well you've got two things evolving right so it makes it a little more complex because you've got the tax code and the tax law which is probably not evolving as fast as your business may be, but it's certainly changing. And then on top of that, you've got a changing business, you know, hopefully if you're growing. So yeah, I could see how it's not all, you know, any solution is not going to be one that'll last forever probably. Right. 
Um, yeah, it's fluid for sure. How, how long do you think this QBI stuff is like, how's that work? I mean, so that it's a tax it, it's, you know, it's called Trump's tax cuts or right. whatever. I mean, we're in a new administration. Is it just like one of those things that could be gone tomorrow or well, it was, it was the, how so does the, that work? Yeah. The Trump tax cuts were, were done to sunset in 2025. I think by the end of 2025. Okay. So like you brought up the standard deduction a minute ago, like the standard deduction doubled. So the Trump tax cuts, what's called the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, that's the name for it, mm -hmm. that was 2018. So the 1118 through 1125, or I think 24, what would that be? 24, that would be seven years. So the first of 25, somebody check me on that, but I think that's right. Those, all those ends. So the standard deduction, which doubled, was supposed to revert back to what it should be. Okay. Um, the QBI, which came into play, was supposed to go away. You have corporate tax rates, so like C-Corps, that were taxed, it used to be like 15 and then 35%. They just went down to a flat 21%. So lots of that all came in about in the, in the tax cuts and jobs act. Right. And it's supposed to be done. So, so it's supposed to have a seven year kind of reign. Okay. Yeah. All right. So if you're, so it's not something that could be like totally just Correct. yanked away. Right. And I think, yeah, uh, the QBI being the, the big one, I mean, you can see how, um, I mean, 20% deduction on your net income is huge. Yeah. And there's a whole game to play with that about how much wages. Uh, yeah. I mean, but that's why you need an advisor. Um, but just in a quick example, I could show you how just staying a sole proprietor, you get more of that than if you go S-Corp with a big salary. And what have you done? Right. You've created. We didn't even talk about one of the things about S-Corps that people don't realize, too, is that if you have a partner or uh, another shareholder with you, you have to take distributions in direct proportion to your ownership. So... If you and I own an S-Corp 70-30, if you get $7 out of the company, I get three. Like, not in terms of our salary, but like right. distribution or dividends. Yeah. That stumps a lot of people, too. It's like, it's not flexible like a partnership. Where a partnership, you can specially allocate things and take distributions, not in direct proportion. Yeah. So it's just like, and that's that kind of trips people up, yeah, too. Yeah, that's helpful, practically, depending on the agreement you have with your partner. Absolutely. Just like, you know, most, like you said, it depends. Most businesses are set up uniquely. I mean, right. Chances are there was a partnership formed because of some special arrangement of, of like, course. okay, well, you're going to do this and get compensated this way. And right. It, you know. Or I'm going to get something off the top. Or I'm going to yeah. get my investment back right. or something. I always feel like that's always like just as you it, – it's like, okay, well, here's how we want to set it up. Now, how do we shoehorn it into the right, that's right. like, yeah. you know – tax world yeah you just want somebody coming behind you knowing kind of what what you call the traps for the unwary like look man don't do it that way do it this way yeah that kind of thing um so who who does need an s-corp that's a good question who needs an s-corp okay i would say people who are profitable first first step right you don't need an s-corp if you don't make any money um why would you go through the trouble you don't have a profit to be taxed on right but I would say when you're starting to get 100, 150,000 of profit, you really need to start considering it. And you think your profits are stable. Yeah. So it sounds like, and there may be more to it, but if really the only incentive is the gap between your, you know, ultimately the profit you take as an owner and what you can say is, re is a reasonable wage. Right. As bit, you know, once that grows Correct. that's when you would yeah. want to become an, an s-corp right is there anything else dude, to you're it like that was impressive 
Yeah, dude. Oh, it's, it's almost like you've been listening while I've you've been here. i got another accounting podcast on the side. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Is that the Make It Rain podcast? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. It's just called Loopholes with Tyler. No, you're exactly right. The, the S-Corp decision is driven by the salary you don't take. Yeah. Like, meaning, I have $100,000 profit. How much can I get away with not taking that in the form of a salary? That times the payroll tax I would have paid. Right. That's the game. Yeah. So you, you nailed it. Another thing I would say to people, too, to be an S-Corp is you got to have equity. Because in an S-Corp, you can't take losses that draw your equity down below zero. So okay. let's take it. Okay, yeah. I'll give me a very simple. I give a very simple example, and this trips people up too. So I'm, I don't even think we're going to talk about this. But okay, so let's just say you and I start a business on December thirty first. Um, we don't put any money up. We go get a line of credit. Bank says, okay, I'll lend you a line of credit. Lend you a hundred grand, and then we go and say, look, we need really. We started a like a heavy uh, a business in construction. So we need some heavy machinery, backhoes and all that. I don't even know what this costs, but let's just say they cost a hundred grand. Yeah. Okay. We go buy hundred grand worth of equipment, which normally, which you're probably thinking is, oh, I can write that off. Depreciation, bonus depreciation, right? Well, let's think about our business. We have no equity. Equity being we have no 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 retained earnings or profits that have accumulated. We don't have any capital in the business. You and I didn't put up any money. Mm-hmm. There's no equity in the business, right? Right. We go to hundred grand. Boom, borrow the money, go buy a piece of equipment, 100 grand depreciation. You and I are each going to share in $50,000 of losses this year, right? Wrong. We have no equity. In the S-Corp world, you can only take losses to the extent you have equity. I'll contrast that with a partnership. Let's just. So, so before you yep. get into that, what is the. Are we. Is it just nothing? Or? We don't get it until we get. So those losses are suspended out into the future until we have equity. So let's just say that next year... But it's not, it doesn't create a taxable event, though. No, it doesn't create a taxable event, but I think it creates an event where it's different from your expectation. Okay. I've had people do this before and be like, oh, yeah, man, we're going to be good this year. We bought a piece of equipment. It's like, well, you don't have any basis. In the escort world, equity and what this term called basis okay. are kind of synonymous. They're not the same, but... Suffice the to say, this is the line of where your basis where is, is basically your, your tax equity in an S-Corp. Okay. So in that example, you and I have no basis. We cannot take the $50,000 yeah. loss. So if you and I were thinking we're making a great tax move because maybe we have another business where we've killed it, we didn't do anything. Ah, uh, I see. And that's the problem. It's not that the loss is gone. It's gone this year. It's, it's, yeah. just, it's that our expectation was that we were not going to pay tax on some other money because this was going to shelter it. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I see that all the time, too. Because, and the idea is that you can do that normally because it's a pass-through so Correct. ultimately, that's right. Like you can have a business that takes a loss, and it would offset your personal return. That's right. Yeah, like let's just it, say yeah. you have a business, but your wife works a W two job. So you're thinking, oh man, I'm going to offset some of her earnings this year with these losses from these businesses. They were startups, mm-hmm. but if they're S corps, yeah. Which that's a whole nother. It's like such a weird world when you're like, it's kind of similar to the myth of like a write-off you know where you're like i'm gonna spend money and save money it's like well that's not quite how it works works. like i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna lose money in a business to get ahead i wish i hey i wish this was like a what do they call it a drop in the radio world like i wish i had the the shits creek (laughs) you know what i'm talking about oh my god imagine a radio guy though hitting a well uh, this the seinfeld has the right have you seen that one right yeah yeah the seinfeld the shits creek one's even (laughs) it might even be better what is it he's basically like 
yeah, you buy things for your business and the government pays you back. <laughs> like, you, you watch Shit's Creek? I've seen a few yeah, episodes. Yeah, it's the son. Yeah, oh, yeah, God, yeah. Son? he runs yeah. the hotel or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. This, 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 and the dad's like, do you know how it works? He's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you buy things and the government right. pays you back. Right. He's like, they have to be business expenses. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, you're right. It's like, <laughs> I forget where we're going with that, but... Um, I need that drop, by the yeah. way. Can you, I need your help. We'll out. work on that. Yeah. But anyway, but yes, it, it's, um, it ultimately would flow through down to you if it were deductible, but you don't have any basis. Yeah. And so, again, you don't lose it. It just goes out into the future. But it's one of those things where if you were planning on it, it's kind of a gut punch. Like, mm-hmm. oh, man, I, I didn't set any money aside for taxes because I knew we started this business. We lost money. Well, you didn't lose money. Like, yeah. well, you lost money, but you can't deduct it. Yeah. So I'll give you the I'll give you the other you know kind of contrast that with a partnership. If we did that same example, and I'll just revisit it, the same example being you and I formed a business last day of the year, borrow a hundred thousand dollars. We neither one of us put up any money. We go buy a piece of equipment and depreciate it. Depreciate it meaning we take a depreciation deduction. In a partnership, as long as you and I have guaranteed that debt, like which most lenders are going to make you do, then we get the deduction even though we have no equity. Yeah. So just a different, whole different game. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I always, that's why I say I could probably go on and on and on with the examples of S corp versus another business. Why you got to think about it. Um, this one doesn't often apply, but let's just say it's a really hyper growth business where you're bringing in investors S corp. You can only have hundred shareholders. So that's another thing to consider. But the, the rigidity and the basis, rigidity being if you're in our 70-30, our distributions have to be in proportion to that, the one that trips a lot of people up. Yeah. And, um, and the basis concept. Yeah. So it sounds like there's a lot of gotchas for that small, re- you know, reward potentially. And maybe not even a reward. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. If, you're not, you yeah. Know, if you're not really stretching that limit. Of- right. Yep. Well, last thing, last question on, on S-Corps is what if you've got an S-Corp and you're like, oh, yeah, I bought in on that whole thing and yeah. you're not really seeing the benefits. How do you unwind? Do you unwind? Do you, is it worth changing? Um, Man, that's, that's, really, that's a good question. I would say most times it's not worth unwinding. Um, I would think you're still probably doing okay relative to the other options. Um, but if you wanted to unwind it, yeah, you, you, you can't always go back. You can say, I want to, uh, which I don't, not that I'm thinking about, I don't think I ever have had a client terminate their S-Corp election, but you surely can do that. The problem is, again, if you're an S-Corp, anytime you liquidate, it's like a, it's a taxable event. It's like you sold all the assets, right? Even if you just took them and put them in another company. So I would say if you're an S-Corp, continue being one. That's okay. generally the advice I can give you. You probably have saved some. Um, and if you're a growth business or your business has gotten to where it's got steady profits, you certainly are saving money. This discussion is really more for people on the, on the front end, managing their expectations and not getting into something that really wouldn't fit for them until later. Because right. it might be a situation where you should have just been a sole proprietor for the first five years of your business. would have been a lot easier. Yeah. And then elected S-Corp. So mm-hmm. that's kind of the, that's kind of where I'm going with this conversation. But if you yeah, if to answer your question, if you are one already, it's probably helping you and probably saving you. Um, and you should just stick with it. Gotcha. All right. Well, hopefully that's gives you some good advice on the pros, cons, kind of what, what to watch out for. Yeah. Especially accountants on TikTok. <laughs> just a, wild, <laughs> just a say, wild bunch, I say, imagine. <laughs> as you say it out loud, I just yeah. like, oh man, we got There's another, uh, kind of meme video that that video you've ever seen where the guy says uh 
<laughs> he's, he says, he makes up this song about, I'm an actor trying to get a job, but I just tell people I'm an accountant because nobody <laughs> questions you when you say you're an accountant. <laughs> it's, we'll watch it. Well, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah, that's it for today. It. If you want some more information on S-Corps and what you should do, get some time in with Marcus. He'll answer your questions because uh, it depends, right? <laughs> it always does. All right, so go to mirror.group. You can find more resources there as well as get in touch with the Mirror Group at mirror.group. Have a good one. See you next time.